tons of bumps of clown powder right before duck teaching. That's, that's the dream. You gotta put your middle finger up his ass, and then you gotta put your middle finger up his ass, and then it's like a human centipede. Not all people are born. Welcome, we are back from theballerlifestyle.com. It is. Oh my god. The Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining the show. It's right here as I'm starting the show. I just see, I go, I have all my all my notes on the show. And then, as you can tell by the way this show sounds, it's not like really robust notes that I have. But I have like the order that we're going to do things. So it's like, say hi. But I have it in like a... um. You know, read the emails. I have it in a, I have it in a Google document, so it's open in a tab. But then I had another tab open, and it was like AP News or something. And I see, and it's like former ex-Dallas Cowboys player killed his wife by slicing her throat. And I'm like, holy fuck! Like Hollywood Henderson, Tony Dorsett. But the thing is. Danny White, Gary Hogaboom. That's that's how they trick you. If it were a person you'd heard of, they would say the name of the guy. It would say Danny White cut his wife's throat. Or Michael Irvins. Or the other guy, Alvin Harper. One of those guys. You know who wouldn't wouldn't surprise me, and this is kind of fucked up, and don't tell him. If it was Charles Haley, I'd be like, well, he seems pretty volatile. He was like, kind of crazy. Oh, but it's some dude I never heard of. Some dude called Kerry, K-E-R-I. Oh, no, that's the wife. Oh, wait, hold on, the guy. Oh, the guy, Anthony McClanahan. Never heard of the fucking guy. 46. Well, he's a murderer. He's a piece of shit. The point is, is I never heard of him when he was on the Cowboys. So, that said... Let's do the show. Uh, my, again, my name is Brian Beckner. This is the Ball Lifestyle Podcast. We do the show every week. This is the 198th time we've done this show in a weekly format. We've skipped some weeks here and there, like the last week of the year, which we'll skip again because you guys are all busy. Everybody's off work. Nobody's doing anything. But I was thinking I might, like, over the break, if you guys want to do this, I will do a one-on-one where you can ask... I just thought of this right now. You can ask me questions either on Twitter or via the email mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com and I will answer questions and and I will put that up on Patreon for our Patreon subscribers just just so they can get a little something. And then it's like I don't have to coordinate with the co-host of the show, Ed Daly. I don't have to like rouse fancy sauce. into giving a bit of an effort to be a part of this I'll just do it I'll just do a quick thing you guys answer questions and I'll be real funny so if you want to do that hit me up at on my Twitter at Brian Beckner I use my government on Twitter because I don't give a fuck because I don't plan on ever being employed gainfully and uh, or you can you can hit me via email mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com or any of my social medias you could do the Facebook wherever doesn't matter 
Uh, joining me now, as always, somebody that has probably heard of ex-Dallas Cowboy player. Oh, I'm going to find his name again. Something McClanahan. Alexander Anthony McClanahan, 46, murder. Uh, Ed Daly. Ed, how are you? Rue McClanahan? Is it, was it the golden girl Rue that Ma- killed? How fucking old is this guy, Rue McClanahan? I mean, she was like 51 when they were when they were doing <laughs> Golden Girls. I mean. That's insane. Um, what was I going to say? The you you mentioned Haley, and I agree. Charles it, Haley. It's it's in play with that guy. Like he he called at the White House thing. He called Clinton a faggot. Yeah, he's a bad motherfucker, Charles Haley. One of my there all-time was a, favorite. There players. was a good book. I mean, I I despise the Cowboys. There was a good book about their them in their heyday with uh, with Johnson and Switzer, and it was called Boys Will Be Boys. And it was, was that, just about was that them the one being animals? Was that the one written by Skip Bayless before he became Pearl, a maniac? No, no, no. no. He oh. wrote. I think he wrote the one about SMU when he was a real journalist. He wrote uh, an SMU. I think he was the reporter that broke the right. SMU thing that got him the death penalty. Right. But anyway, and then yeah. there was a book called uh, A Payroll to Meet, which was pretty good. But that book, Boys Will Be Boys, I think Jeff Perlman. Oh, great uh, writer. It. Yeah, he wrote it about them being animals. He also wrote a book about the Mets, the yep. bad guys great won about book. the 86 Mets. He also um, wrote a book called Showtime about the LA Lakers. Fantastic yeah. book. Yeah, it's just, you know, he gets into the dirty stories and stuff. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Um, Charles Haley. No, just that it's believable that he'd be the guy. Oh, totally. Um, I fall for that every time too. When they say, Oh, you know, and it's a guy who like was on the practice squad for a week in 1987. Totally. They roll so Um, many guys through there. Like if you knew the guy, he'd be in the headline. Exactly. Jay Novacek. I don't fall for any of those. You'll never believe what Winnie Cooper looks like now. Like yeah. those kind of clickbaits. Like I'm wise to those. I just fucking you, keep cruising right past those. You know what clickbait I can't resist? Yeah. Where are they now? Yeah. <laughs> I love a good stars. Where are they now? Like even it doesn't matter. Any child star. I want to see what they're doing, what they're looking like. I, I fall for it. Yeah, but it's it then the like most famous guys like Max Casella. Like you think it's going to be somebody like really, <laughs> that, yeah. It seems like it's going to be somebody that you really knew and remember. And it's like the most famous one of the eight yeah. slides you have to click through is was an yeah. ancillary character was, on yeah, a three season sitcom. Of, it was one of Urkel's buddies. Yeah, like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I was in a store just today. Uh, retail. Retail, retail stories the worst and they're playing they're playing their holiday music and I, I in general i'm all right with holiday music but simply having a wonderful christmas time was playing i mean that is a movie that destroyed the legacy of a beetle that is the worst yeah. song that's maybe the worst song Terrible. of songs it's not just christmas song. songs I only the only thing in the running i was thinking grandma got run over by a reindeer deer i remember being like eight or nine being like this shit is corny as hell yeah, like, I mean, there is a time when you're you, you think it's kind of badass when you're like seven years old and you're like, oh, it's pretty. It's a terrible song. Well, of course it's awful, but when you're like, oh, there's one that's like not Jingle Bells, like it's is this is kind of different, but yeah, it's awful, it's horrible. Um, but 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 that that McCartney song is dreadful. Awful. I was thinking, like, what 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 are your what are the the best ones? You know, we were talking about our our favorite uh. 
Thanksgiving meals? Like what what are some good ones? I mean, I'm 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 cool with the Sinatra and Dean Martin versus but like mm. any like rock songs or anything? I mean, no. Not really. Yeah, yeah I like uh I was I was thinking of this uh, Father Christmas by the Kinks. That's a, that's good, a good song. One. I will give you that. I like the Petty Christmas Time Again. That's you know catchy enough jingle. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That's a well uh, Christmas and Hollis Run DMC. Yeah, of course. Well, yes, of course. Right. Um, uh, that what that song by the Pogues? It's about like being oh, in a drunk tank. Fairy Tale of New York. That's yeah, the best that's, one. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas, I Don't Want to Fight Tonight by the Ramones. That's Good. a pretty solid one. Yeah. But yeah, most new Christmas songs are awful. They're all most- horrible. And you know what's horrible? And this Jace, Jason Stewart, guest of the show, friend of the show. Yeah. He's he's constantly singing the praises of this song. Um, ba- live Band-Aid? Do they know it's oh, Christmas the, time at all? Christmas? Oh, my God. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah, horrible. That, that, yeah, it's really it, it's a lot of Bono. There's there's a lot. Yeah, it's a, it's a mess of a song. Boy George, R.I.P. George Michael, legend. He's in there. Yes. Yeah. It was a bunch of British people on cocaine. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan's there, mailing it in. It was a real like heavy alcoholic Bob Dylan days, and he's just kind of <laughs> looking around, confused. Uh, it's, it's as as opposed to the really lucid one you see today. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> the beginning of the end of Bob Dylan. <laughs> the whole thing's so bad. Uh, the best like classic song I think is uh, "Baby Please Come Home" by Darlene Love. That song is is great. Beautiful, love it. That's a great, great song. That whole album, that all the Phil Spector stuff. I mean, the dude was Legend. a murderer, but but he was a good producer. No, he's a genius. He's a genius. That's why he's crazy. That's why he's crazy. And he killed um, what's perf- what do you, doc- this like a porn star or something? Who did he, who did he kill? No, she was like a. A J list actress. She oh, played like USA up all night kind of. She stuff. was she was the wife of the teacher, Mister. I don't remember his name. That weird looking guy from uh from Out of the class Howard Fast, Hesman? No, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, Mister Hand. No, not Mister Hand. The other one where they go where they go Uh-oh. to the dissection. Wait. The dead body. Yeah, have a heart. I just switched to Sanka. Yeah, and he's got yeah. and he's got a Wait, super. He's married hot, to Mister Pesto, right? But oh, in the, in the movie, in the movie, he had oh, a super movie. hot wife, and that's who Phil Spector mar- or murdered. Murdered. Oh wow. Yeah, but yeah, that whole wall of sound. He's like legendary production yeah. shaped the sound of rock and roll. You can't really deny anything that he did. Definitely I mean, other important. yeah, the killing. <laughs> Although he did, and this is been much documented that before he did the murdering last night. So the woman was a hostess at the house of blues in like the, um, whatever they call it, like the VIP, the foundation room at the house of blues. And, but before he went to the house of blues, this Phil Spector went to Dan Tana's and he had a salad. He was by himself. He had his driver. Is that, is that where, uh, Beretta, no, that was de- no, that was another Italian restaurant in the valley. Um, okay, it was a V name. Um, Vit- Vittoria? No, I can't remember. Uh, he goes to Dantana's, and uh, he gets a salad and a rum and coke. Okay. The bill is like forty dollars. He pays 
for the bill and then leaves. I think he paid with just like $500 bills. <laughs> like he left a 460, $458 tip or something for the person on his salad and, and a Coke. So, I mean, shitty guy, murderer, bad Hell wigs, crazy, but he left a thousand percent tips. Is it because he wanted to be noticed? Was was this like a, a murder, like he wanted to kill someone or he pulled a Jason Williams, Scott Scanlon yeah. kind of deal? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was very similar um, to the Jason Williams situation in that it was exactly like it where he freaked out that the other person didn't want to have sex with him and right. killed her. But Jason Williams, was he trying to have sex with the, the limo driver? That is, that is the rumor. That is, oh. that is the understanding. <laughs> that was weird. That story. Remember like in the deposition, it's like members of the globe trotters were there. And Dwayne Shinsis. Yes. And I remember one part of the story they talked about, like the Globetrotters, the one guy, uh, his, he left his briefcase at Jason Williams' house, and that was evidence because there might have been fingerprints. Like, why the Globetrotters had a briefcase? That's weird. Like, what would be confetti? Like, what's <laughs> deflated what's, basketball? Yes. Like, what would be in there? <laughs> Important papers. It's like it's like the dude had a briefcase, like his papers. A he drove plays. Okay, here we're gonna climb up on, on a ladder. Yeah. <laughs> but those guys can nail that full court shot. Like, how do they do that? Yeah, they're they're pretty skilled. Yes. I'll give them that. But there are a litany of violations. Like you can't you can't pull the ref's pants down. No, it's that's a, that's a technical. So wrong. A lot of traveling. A lot of back. A lot of backcourt. Yeah, traveling backcourt. Double dribble. And there was a time like it just I just feel like the the Globetrotters are still going. And there was a time like they were on the Love Boat and they were on Gilligan's Island. That, that was with Curly, yeah, Meadowlark Lemon. Like they were a thing. They were happening. And now, like once in a while, I'll get one of those Ticketmaster emails, and it's yeah, like they're the in Globe, town. Yeah, the Globetrotters are in town, and they're playing like not even one of the bigger high school gyms. Oh. You know, they'll like, still play. I think they'll still play big arenas here. Maybe some certain pl- they're probably big in Japan and China. Like, there's well, places mean, that there's a lot in play in Japan. We've done true. a lot of stories lately. A lot. Anything's a lot, in play. In Japan. A lot of businessmen will wake up in their drawer, <laughs> get on, put on their yeah. suit. They'll be like dreaming in the, dreaming in their drawer, and they'll be like. Ugh. I'm a new man today. I got to go see the Globetrotters. Yeah, they they got real fired up for that kind of stuff. Uh, I, uh, I had to hang Christmas lights this weekend. And I just, you know, like, I don't want to be. I almost have more respect for people with the shitty display. Like, there's a sweet spot of Christmas lights where I respect you. Like, if you just throw up one crappy string in a tree, like, I'm like, come on, just do nothing. But <laughs> But if you do, if you put up. 47,000 lights and you need to bring in a backup generator and you're too much. People are driving by like, I respect you the least because you, you have an agenda. You're trying to draw attention to yourself and we know about people like that. So I do like a middle of the road thing. Yeah. 
it ends up being a lot of work. Like you're running them up and down trees and you're and I'm up and down the ladder. And I got my kid out there helping me and he's, you know, he's useless and it's my fault because I'm like, hey, like I got him holding the stapler, like I'm stapling up lights. And it's like, I need the stapler handed back to me every, I don't know, two and a half seconds. So I and hand it. He's I hand taking it his down. eyes off the yeah, prize right I away. hand it down. I go, here, I got to tell him to take it. And then one and a half seconds later, I need it back. And I'm like, hey, hey, okay, hey. Like every <laughs> fucking time he's staring off into space. I, mean, I failed. I'm a failure. Uh, so yeah. I'm answering Anytime I get my kids to help, like maybe this is the time it clicks. No. It, it doesn't. No. <laughs> it never fucking clicks. They, they only make things worse. Um, yeah, they do. They don't, they don't help. They only hinder, they get in the, and they do like, they'll stand right at the base of the lat, like right exactly where you don't need them to go. I don't, every time I pick up, every time I pick up my kids from school, we come home, we go through the, we go sort of like through the back gate into the back door of the house. It's just the easier way to get in than walking around to the front. Okay. Every single time they walk through the gate and stand directly in front of the fucking door, in front of the doorknob. So that I have to go move so that I can get my fucking key in the door. Yeah. And it's like. Same. When I'm bringing them home from school, they block the door that I have to unlock. You've never been the first person through this door. And yet you stand directly in front of it every single fucking time. What is that? There wasn't this one time where you were first. Like you were never first. Never. Never. And ever. Every time I have to tell you to get out oh, of the way. Same same exact situation. Yes. Crazy. Worst. Um, okay, is that it? Anything else? That's that's it. Well, let's let's just jump. I'm like feeling sportsy. Let's go. Let's, let's go sports. Let's just jump right into it. Like what's happening in the world of sports? Well, let's go to let's go to Iowa. Iowa basketball. Uh last week before a basketball game between Eagle Grove and Forest City. In Forest City, uh, two Iowa. Two of my top favorite teams. I, I feel yeah. like Iowa's a bit, bit of a basketball hotbed. Yeah, it, I don't know if it's just because I don't, I often confuse it with Indiana, but I feel Same. like a lot of white guys playing basketball there. A lot of white guys. I think Northern Iowa is a college and they made a run in the tournament a few yeah, years well, ago and, with white and guys the hitting Hawkeyes threes. have their moments too. Occasionally. But- yeah, it, I I agree. They're just kind of cyclones. They feel, once they in feel a while. like a, like a lot of guys who might still have white uh, uh, flat tops, like that yes. kind of basketball player. Short shorts, like they yeah. just they have that hoop on the farm that's like on dirt. Yeah, yeah, peach basket. Yeah, carved out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like in the, they have to knock down part of the corn corn or yeah. soybean fields so the kid right. can shoot hoops. Yeah, yeah, that's what I imagine is going on. Well, anyway. Two local radio broadcasters, host Oren Harris and producer Holly Jane. Oh no! Uh, Cus- Holly Jane Cusero Smith. Wow. Well, what they weighed in on their thoughts about Eagle Grove, and let me just give you some of this delightful banter. Harris starts off. The first three names we got to remember are Enzo Gabara, Spencer Espejo, and Nicholas Padilla for Eagle Grove. They have a lot of. Um, apparently, and then Cusero Smith says, Espanol people, es- Espanol people in Eagle Grove. Gee, I wonder why that is. I wonder why. But the the latest there is that they're just going to gradually come into town. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
gradually work their way in. Gradually work their way in. So who are these people again? Oh, you want to know the names? Enzo Gabara, Spencer Espejo, and Nicholas Padilla. They sound like they've been here a while, given the first names. Yeah, they've been here. Padilla, I think that's P-A-D-I-L-L-A. Yeah, Padilla. Padilla, something like that. Yeah. There's this Chase Blazy. He sounds like he's not a foreigner. Could be, though. Yeah, they're all foreigners. Exactly, all foreigners. As Trump would say, go back to where they came from. Oh, my God. Well, some would say that, yeah. Some days I feel like that, too. (laughs) Both ended up getting fired after the video went viral. Now, Brian, on a scale of 1 to 10, how surprised are you? That people who quote Donald Trump happen to be flaming assholes. I didn't, I didn't expect the Trump part to come yeah. in at the end. Anytime you're like, somebody's like, as Trump would say, like, you might be going along because you wanted the tax policy. But if you're quoting Trump, there's there's a 100% chance you're an asshole. Right. Like, there's, He's I, never said something profound. I feel, Not once. I feel like even his most ardent supporters are That's just kind of like going along with it because they they just want certain things to happen that they know he'll sign. I, I, it, I definitely have fa- have uh, friends that voted for Trump. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. if they ever quoted Trump, I would not have friends that it's, voted for Trump it's anymore. Not like, it's not like he's JFK or FDR. Or he's, never said, he's never said a profound statement. Not once. No, everything he says sounds so fucking stupid. It sounds like the kid bullshitting that he didn't study the night before. Exactly. Like He always is just kind of talking in circles. Well, he is that guy. Uh, but yeah. it's weird that he, even in Iowa, I know, now I confess, I've never been to Iowa. Mm-mm. And I'm just going to go out on a limb. I'm just going to just take a, just a, just a stab in the dark and say, I probably never will set foot in Iowa, but I can't imagine that Iowa is so, uh, so hidden from the, so I can't think of the word where you're like, not a part of everything else. Um, that they've never heard. They don't. They're, they're, they're shocked like to see Spanish names. Like was half the country's named. Like where I live, every street is a Spanish name, and I know that's like a, that's an extreme example. But it's just we're pretty well integrated everywhere sure. here. Like you don't see a Spanish name and you're like shocked. Like, I don't understand how you can grow up like that to one, be shocked to see Spanish names and then be like, Oh, they're, they're infiltrating. They're coming. They're yeah. like, they're coming to get us. Like what the, they're fuck? supposed to leave. Like, what, what are you talking about? It's, it's always like that. There's just that, that kind of racism is like so shocking. You're like, wait, is this real? Are they joking? I don't get it. It's it's crazy. And also, and also, they're talking about it like it's some nefarious plan. Like, look, if somebody were really planning on like taking over and destroying, they wouldn't be setting their sights on you know Iowa college dirt, basketball, dirt stick Iowa high school no. basketball. No, they go. You no, guys are, nobody cares about you guys. You guys are safe from the invasion. That only happens in real places, guys. Like this, like that's why you don't have to. Like if you get on a plane to Des Moines, you shouldn't have to take off your shoes because there's no one. No one's gonna dirty bomb the Detroit suburban Detroit or Des Moines. You know, like it's it's real places that these things happen. You guys are safe. You guys are if, all safe in those places. 
if you have trouble getting direct flights to your place, you're not a target. Exactly. Yes. If you have to take a one small plane to a place that has big planes, you're good. <laughs> Nobody's targeting you. Like the world will be over before you get targeted. If I got to fly somewhere and then drive three hours to get to where you are, <laughs> yeah. you are 100% safe. Um, speaking of inappropriate behavior yeah. and comments, what's uh-huh. up with former Toronto Blue Jays and I'm pretty sure Cal State Fullerton Titan, Greg mm. Zahn? I think he might have been a... I've read that he was on the 97 Marlins team. I think he was an Oriole too, but, but yeah, he's settled in as the Blue Jays catcher. And then he uh, became an analyst for Toronto Sportsnet. Well, he was fired from his analyst job for inappropriate comments and behavior. Apparently the self-proclaimed manalist struggled to control himself around multiple women at the sports channel. Uh, this isn't the first time that the Manalist has been in trouble. In 2012, Zon got into a little hot water for tweeting to his 100,000 followers, the rich girls from Toronto must be a home run, uh, must be home from college. Tubby, unfortunately mannish and super stuck up, are all at Hemingway's tonight. So uh, they didn't appreciate the women call, being called mannish. But, right, uh, right. but Brian, the bigger question is when the dust settles, what percentage of former athletes turned analysts will get accused of inappropriate language and behavior? Is it going to be 98 or 99%? If you let a ball player talk, it's, you're going to eventually something's going to happen. Cause there's, they're all like pretty dumb and they all, I imagine there is like one, maybe two guys that have not been inappropriate. That's it. Right. Right, and they're all like pretty insulated. That's a word I was looking for. Earlier, there by the you way. go. Insulated. It's hard yeah. to think of words when you really need to think of them. Uh, these guys have been like just in locker rooms their whole life, or clubhouses. They've been encouraged to act like animals. Yeah, where it's like farts are fucking hilarious, and everybody's they got a lot of money, so it's like let's pay the ball boy 500 bucks to try to chug a gallon of milk and like they're all cheating on their wives and it's just a really really like base level of existence you know it's like they're just they just can kind of do whatever they want and no one tells them no and uh, so then when they when they get out into the real world they don't really know how the real world operates because they've never had to be in it and then you exponentialize that by putting them on TV, even in a place like Toronto, which isn't, you know, biggest market but, in the world. But on top of that, he went from the, you know, the clubhouse to being the analyst with access to the clubhouse. So, like, his existence still is sort of in that jockish territory. Like, he never went to the real world. No. Uh, yeah, exactly. He's never, like, he never had to go out and sell insurance you know back in the old days these guys had to have a real they didn't make enough money sure. they had a real job so they'd go sell buicks or life insurance yeah, they load trucks and stuff right they had to do they had to do real shit in the real world after they played um i'm on greg zahn's wikipedia page and a couple things jump out number one right. doesn't say anything about cal state fullerton i'm almost sure he went there um 
he is the nephew of four, six degrees of separation, Ed. He's the nephew of former Oriole World Series MVP. Dempsey? Dodger World Series final out catcher, Rick Dempsey. Whoa. Also was a high school teammate of Mark Loretta, who is who was a childhood friend of Travis Rogers. So Travis Rogers for sure knows this Greg Zahn guy. I'm sure he's got stories. Wow. It's it I'm looking, it seems like he maxed out at St. Francis High School. Yeah, I'm seeing that too. La Cañada, California, which is near Pasadena. Played for a lot of teams. You know, it's just such a good gig if you can get to be the backup catcher well yeah that's a good gig this guy played like a whole bunch of years he was on a whole bunch of teams but even if you're earning the veteran minimum that can be a couple million bucks a year then but then you go you're like okay i gotta make this last then you get out of baseball and the fucking team you played on is like hey you're a character how about you come out continue coming out to the games you just wear a suit now we'll give you a microphone we'll throw to you with the camera every you know before the game you give your analysis on what's going to happen yeah be you know be have some quirks be you have some personality and we'll give you like i don't know a quarter of a million dollars and oh by the way you only have to work six and a half months like that's a pretty good gig yeah, and then, but then you just gotta you gotta talk like an idiot, and that's it. Yeah. And now it's over. Now you can never do that again. So he he really was uninspiring when it came to his career. He was just a guy on the roster. Yeah, but yeah, he worked. He he was on a whole bunch of teams. He won a World from, Series. Right. He lucked into a World Series from '95 to 2010. He was a player. Fifteen. He was able. Years. He, he was able to bank seventeen point eight million dollars. Yeah, that's that's good. That's some good money. Like the last from the age of thirty to thirty nine, he was making one point one, one point two, up to three point five, three point seven. Like pretty good. I like that he was mentioned in the. He's one of the Mitchell Report people, <laughs> and it's like, who cares? <laughs> like, oh yeah, Greg. Right. Greg's oh, you're on. Lifetime 250 hitter backup. Like he took some DECA. <laughs> like, okay, whatever. Yeah, great. Congrats. <laughs> uh, let's see. What was his max? He His big year was, I guess he was the starter. Yeah, the only time he was a starter was this like middle section with Toronto. Toronto. He started 133 games, hit 11 homers, and had 61 RBIs. Oh, that's that's when he was on the DECA for sure. He's like, oh, I got to cycle. Like, I got to, I'm st- yeah. going to start. Like, whoever. 251. Somebody got hurt in spring training. Um, it's as if it wasn't bad enough for him. And this is probably how he got the job. He was a part-time analyst on Sports Radio Fan 590 and the Blue Jays Radio Network. As part of his duties, he blogs on his website, Zontourage. Oh, no. Dot com. <laughs> Be a part of the, the Zontourage. Yeah. <laughs> Improper conduct. Well, I looked everywhere to find out what was actually in the complaint i could not find it like probably like 10 different websites 
Yeah, well, I mean, he's probably grabbing some ass. Or right. Anything. I mean, we can all figure what it is, yeah. but I couldn't get the like, specifics. Right, right. It's probably the stuff that was okay, like in the 70s to do. Right. And just, it's not tolerated. You know, we're, just, we're a little more woke these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And now what is going on? Oh, I saw that Florida State, that guy Jimbo. Jimbo with the, the hammerhead, the eyes too far apart. He's, his professional name is Jimbo. Yeah. Please it's, call me Jimbo. And this kind of bums me out because we had one conference that had both a Jimbo and a Dabo. Professional names, Jimbo and Dabo. Now this Jimbo, he's taken a big paycheck to go to Texas A&M in the SEC. And they got the, I just saw today that the Oregon guy, Willie Taggart. is yeah, One the, year in Oregon. One now, year, he's, now he's at Florida State. And I just, I'm just concerned that Willie Taggart is not going to be welcomed in Tallahassee. I'm just going to say <laughs> that I feel like. Why he's, would you say that? He's gonna get a. He's not gonna get a long leash in terms of his ability to win. I feel like they could sour on him very quickly. That's just a guess. I just feel I, like Tallahassee and coaches like Willie Taggart are not long for each other. I'm just guessing. Well, pr- I mean, pretty much anywhere. Like, watch, sure. watch Jimbo have the same exact record as Kevin Sumlin, who was just run out of town. That's true. Yes. And like, they'll be like, well, you know, he's had some tough breaks or think about Notre Dame, like Chaz Weiss. They've had so many bags of shit, right? But Ty Willingham, by year three, it's like, that is unacceptable. That's not not Notre Dame football yet. Like nobody else is Notre Dame football. Uh, Did you, before before we get into the story, did you see, I should have had it ready. I was, didn't think of it. Herm Edwards. Yeah, that's a that's a great choice. Like, he, there's nothing nothing like going into the living room of a recruit and be like, "Remember me when when you were like eight or nine? I was a mediocre coach for the Jets." Yes, yes. Well, and then I haven't coached anything else since. Yeah. Well, Herm Edwards, he's miraculously got the Herm Edwards' former agent is the oh yeah is the AD at ASU now. Arizona State. And so miraculously, he hired his former client, Herm Edwards, to be the coach there. And yesterday they had like the the um the press conference where yeah. they announced the new coach. And Herm Edwards, I'm pretty sure, doesn't know that the Arizona State team is called the sun devils no he definitely does not know because the guy went to ask a question and he's like a blogger and he's like hey uh you, um darren johnson here from the devil i can't remember the name of it but it was like the devil oh it's the devil daily so that might yes. even be the school na- newspaper he's like the, uh, darren johnson here from the devil daily and herm edwards was like aghast and he's like the the devil daily <laughs> okay <laughs> the devil yeah, Devil Day. That was like that was the reaction of a guy who did not know. <laughs> he was like literally shocked. Could not did not make the connection that the te- that he's coaching a team called the Devils. <laughs> Amazing. And, and they had to clean house because it was unacceptable. And like we need to be a better football team. They fired the head coach and then kept all of the coordinators. And then Herm Edwards came in. And was like, I'm going to be the CEO. Yes, oh, I'm going to be the CEO. He's like, just gonna okay, so you're check. just 
Yeah, like what is happening here? Arizona State is one of those places that should be good every year because yes, in both basketball and football, right? Because they you don't have to be smart to go there. There's hot chicks there. There's tons of hot chicks. It's always sunny. It's a fucking total party town. You can get all the fucking dumb guys that didn't get into USC from Southern California. You got like a fucking pipeline. It yep. should it should just be a West Coast powerhouse all the time. It's set and yet up. they like have like one good year out of ten. I know it's and they got great uniforms. Weird. Like yeah, like they, they do. They have great uniforms. They got everything going for them. They're a Nike school. Like everything's happening down there, and they just. It's, you know, they're six and five every year. I, I'm guessing I'm guessing things aren't going to improve after I that. Don't hire. feel it. But I, I tell you what, Herm Edwards, much, much longer leash than Willie Taggart. I'm going to say it right now. He's <laughs> he's employed. He will continue to be employed beyond Willie Taggart's employment in at Florida State. Uh, OK, speaking of Florida State, what's you know, the, you know what I like about Florida State, though? The rule of law is enforced (laughs) down there. Like if you're sticklers for the rules, if you're a football player at Florida state, like we've all heard about what goes on the Florida Gators. They used to have this tight end down there. His name was Aaron Hernandez. I'm not sure what happened to him, but he was doing some shit. Lost his way. I bet he he was doing, (laughs) but when, when he lost his way, we found out that he was like shooting people. Even when he was in, he was murdering, he was murdering to cover up college murders. And yeah. And people like there's, there's a lot of bad stuff going down, going on in Gainesville, but now over in Tallahassee, the state capital, like they keep things buttoned up. They run a tight ship at Florida state, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, there was a police, there's an ongoing police investigation. I guess they've produced some of the findings. Uh, recently, a Florida State fraternity killed a guy, killed a pledge through hazing. Oh, my God. And so in the police report, some stuff came out about this fraternity also having a feud with some members of the Florida State football team, kicker Ricky Aguayo and tight end Ryan Izzo. Now, Aguayo, uh, he's the younger brother of that guy who was drafted like. Oh, I was going to say, isn't he in the NFL? He's the younger brother of that guy. Right. But anyway, uh, a year ago, the frat guys heckled and beat up kicker Aguayo for missing a couple field goals in the Knowles uh, November 26, well, 2016 game yep. against the George Loving Gators. That'll happen. Yeah. Um, two months later. A frat member found Aguayo and Izzo on the first floor of the frat house, which had been trashed, with one of the players holding a dead turtle named Turntle. Turnt? Turntle? Yeah, like Turnt. Turntle. <laughs> I'm, I gotta be honest. I gotta no. be honest. I'm kind of into that name. I'm, no. I'm not, I don't that's hate that such name. such a bro-y. Turntle. Well, anyway. Yeah, well, this is going to be my question. <laughs> so fraternity member Daniel Fermansky, who was awoken by loud celebratory chants coming from the living room, spotted one of the f- football players holding the house pet turtle, and its shell was ripped from his body oh, that's and so it appeared dead. Up. Oh, that is fucked up. Yeah. And Brian, yes, it's sad and fucked up that an innocent animal was murdered. But isn't the worst problem that they that someone allowed frat guys to name a living thing? I mean, 
it's, it's it never ends good at these frats. There's the hazing is hundred percent of the time gay. related to some sort of gay activity where they're like, okay, you got to get naked and then everybody's My balls. You you put you got to put your middle finger up his ass, and then you got to put your middle finger up his ass, and then it's like a human centipede. You do it in a circle of fingers up each other's ass and then you got to um walk through the quad like that and then you guys got to come back here and uh, the loser has to suck my dick <laughs> like what i thought this was yeah, college. What, what i thought was we had to part? drink a lot of <laughs> i just thought we had to i just thought we had to drink a lot of natural yeah. ice <laughs> like, all right like, we're gonna we're gonna play come on a cracker and <laughs> and i get to see. eat the cracker i mean you yeah. <laughs> then well, whatever happens oh i came in last again i guess i gotta eat it <laughs> um super gay but this that murdering of animals like that's so yeah. it's like pretty pretty much a guarantee people that harm living things they go on to harm people close to them they harm Innocent people. Like, yeah. if you harm animals, you're going to harm people. Yeah, I have no desire to have pets. It doesn't interest me at all. However, like, how do you look at a living thing and be like, I'm ending this? It's very yeah. weird. I know. It's so fuck. Like, I'm not a, talking about a mosquito if you want to get, you know, get technical. But, but yeah, you're looking at an animal. Like, why? Why would you want to murder something? Yeah, just like hurting anything. Oh my god, have you seen Michael Rappaport's twi- um, Instagram? What? What? I've seen over over the years some it's, like things, but he wait, has did he do something no. Recently? He's recently Instagrammed. He observed a coyote in. <laughs> In his neighborhood. Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Does he live in New York City? No, he lives in L.A. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna search it right now. This is, I don't have the audio plugged in, so we'll just have have to listen through my phone. But it's so yeah. fucking ridiculous. It is so. Michael Rappaport. He's like driving, and he's, I assume he's driving, and he sees like a coyote in the bushes near his house and he freak he freaks out. Okay, hold on, let's see if this works. It's a fucking coyote. It's a fucking coyote. Get the fuck out of the neighborhood. Get the f- ah! What the fuck? I'm a fucking cat. What the fuck, man? He's got a fucking cat. The coyote's got a cat. <laughs> Okay. Okay. One more time. One more time. It's a fucking coyote. Hey, get the fuck out of the neighborhood. Get the. F- ah! What the fuck? How the fucking cat? What the fuck, man? He's got a fucking cat. He got a fucking cat. He got a fucking cat. Ah! What the fuck is going on, fucking coyote? Oh man. Michael Rappaport. How fucking old is this guy, by the way? I think he's only like 46. Um, That's all I'm saying. It's, are you really? Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he's... He might be like... Well, he had to have a five-handle. <laughs> he might be 48. Hold on. 
but I'm I'm googling right now, one hand typing. But apparently, Remy from uh, Higher Learning. Yes, he's he was very good in Copland. Um, March twentieth, born in the same decade as you and I, Ed. March twentieth, wow. nineteen seventy, age forty seven. Michael Rappaport, not. Get doing, some sleep, buddy. Not doing too well with coyotes. Well, I wouldn't be cats. I would not be good with coyotes. Yeah. Remember, I, I, I don't like foxes. Like, oh, foxes are telling, fucking killers. A couple years ago, I was like walking through the streets of Ireland at night in Dublin. Yeah. And there was like a fox on the, the sidewalk, and I crossed the street, and a couple old ladies are like, you scared of a fox? I was like, yes. Yeah, yes, I'm yeah. very scared. Oh, yeah. A fox would fuck you up. A fox has sharp fucking teeth. It will Same with fuck a coyote, you right? Up. I mean, yeah. Coyote, but coyotes, very skittish. They're not, you know, they're not, they might just look at you, but they're, they're not, they're never going to attack you. They're always going to run away from you. But they're also very smart. I've told the story on this show where Fancy Sauce forced me to rescue a dog from a coyote, right? We talked no. about that. You had to rescue We so must much. have talked about it. It might have been when you were in England or something. We're oh. here at the here at the compound one day, the Baller Lifestyle World Headquarters. And I, it's like summer, and I'm getting ready to make dinner. And I look outside, and it's, you know, we back up to some land behind us, some open space. And this, I see a coyote run by. It's not not uncommon that that happens, but it was a little. They were a little more active, a little more early than normal. And then a couple minutes later, another one wa- runs by, and I'm like, oh, "This is weird. This isn't. I don't see this too often." So I go in the backyard, and there's they're up against a fence of like a neighbor's house, like above me, like a level above me. Okay. And I'm like, "Oh, they're looking at there. See something at the fence or something." And then I see one run back the other way, and I'm like, oh, they're out of here. Somebody must have scared them off. And then the one comes behind him, and I'm like, holy fucking shit. I, I sounded nothing like Michael Rappaport, by the way. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God. It's got a cat. And Fancy Sauce, animal lover, comes running outside, and she's like, what? And she looks up, and she's like, that is not a cat. That is a dog. And oh. I'm like, no. And she's like, Get something. So I run, I run in the garage and I'm like looking for a shovel. I don't know why I'd be looking for a shovel because I don't own a shovel, but I, I found a rake. So I grabbed a rake and I ran up. I like hopped up on my, on the back hill and I ran and chased it and it fucking dropped the dog and ran off. So I'm like, well, that sucks about that dog. And then this fancy sauce is like, we got to save it. And I'm like, oh, that's, I'm sure it's like beyond saving. Well, it wasn't. It was alive, but it had like guts oozing out of it and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we go and get it and we wrap it in a towel. And then we like find a, we find an animal hospital and they're giving me the third degree like it's my dog. And I'm like, I don't know whose fucking dog this is. I'm just bringing it here. And they're like, well, it's going to need surgery. And that surgery is going to be like five grand. And <laughs> I'm like, hey, this is not my dog. I'm just doing a good deed here. And so the, finally they're like, they take it or whatever. And then they determine, you know, that it's some neighbors or whatever. 
and it's good deed done. Although we never get thanked. We, oh, we that's what happened. We went and found the people whose dog it was, and apparently it wasn't the first time it had been attacked by a coyote. So we're like, let them know, and they're here's where your dog is, and we got a very like tepid thanks for saving my dog's life. Thanks for chasing coyotes with a stick, like all that. And so we finally get home and the whole thing happened. And I, the, whole, the whole situation finishes up. And I get home and I look down. And apparently at the very beginning of this situation, when I jumped up on the fence, I had yeah. ripped the seam in the crotch of my shorts Oh, no. So throughout the entire ordeal at the animal hospital with the neighbors, my entire dick and balls. Yeah, you're hanging brains. Were hanging wide open in this open part of my shorts. Oh, man. And the and the animal hospital thing, it was a real low desk, and I was like leaning over this low desk. My fucking <laughs> balls were. So they- <laughs> Totally so, visible the entire. Time. No, they probably thought you know, all the like the animal injuries because you were fucking one of the animals. <laughs> That's why they thought it was mine. They're like, "Are you sure it's not yeah, yours? Because its asshole to? looks pretty loose right now. Like, what's what's <laughs> going on?" Uh, yeah. So don't don't hurt animals and don't no. don't go to Florida State. Yeah. No. Uh, Ed, I was hoping Fancy Sauce would be here because this story comes out of the world of. Australia, where, and this is pretty common, if you drive for a living, your employer for sure is tracking what you're up to. They have either, you know, something real basic like find my phone or they have the ability to know where you are at all times. Well, some dude, some wise Australian. These see the Australian; they're very resourceful. Some guy down there was like, you they're know, they're bred to be resourceful. Yeah, That's, they had to be. They had to be. There's, you know, they got kicked out of their country. They stole their lord's rabbit, and they got put on a boat. Yeah, sent- a lot of bullshit crimes. Right. Like there were some murderers, but some it was you- like, oh. You took one too many chickens. Right. You know, like, like real basic stuff. And it's like, we're here by banishing you from the rest of your family. Yeah, exactly. So they had to be crafty over there in Australia. Well, this guy's pretty crafty. According to a recent decision by Australia's Fair Work Commission, electrician Tom Colella uh-huh. got wise to his employer's GPS and he was like, fuck this. Like, I don't need you following me around all the time. So he took the the foil bag from an empty bag of chips, or as they call them down there, crisps. Yeah. Brand called Twisties, which I might have to figure out. I might have to get, get a bag of these Twisties to see what's going on with them. He put it over the GPS device on his company ride, and so they couldn't follow him. They couldn't. It blocked. It's hard the to believe signal. that would work. Yeah, it's pretty shocking. Like, I, I, we should, we should try that. Like, see if that works with a remote control. Can yeah. you go through a bag? MacGyver esque situation. Yeah. Speaking of that, not to get too off topic here, but I might be, I might be 
forced into, you know how I've been wanting to cut the cord. I've been wanting to yes. get rid of, yeah, been yeah, wanting yeah. to get rid of cable. And I've been waiting for one of our fucking genius listeners to explain to me exactly what I need to do. Yeah. Of course, none of them have done it. Well, no, of course not. the direct TV remote has taken a shit. We talked about this before yeah. on the show. A whole but- bunch of buttons aren't working. And it's, it's gotten, it's to a point where it's, we're in a red alert. It's a code red situation. It's, it's almost unusable. So I call up the other day and I'm like, I'll finally get somebody on the phone. And then they try, you know, they do that thing where they're like, try to um, troubleshoot it. And I'm like, look, they're like, oh, it sounds like the battery. And I'm like, are you, do you think I would fucking dial the phone? The battery. Yeah, I'm like, I've replaced the batteries. They're like, okay. Have you tried turning off your computer? Right, yes, yeah. Okay, let's go ahead and restart. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, just send me a fucking new remote. And then they're like, okay, well, so you can either um, pay us $15. And I'm like, no. And they're like, or you can add the protection plan for $7.99 a month and we'll send you a new remote. And I'm like, I'm not doing either of those things. I'm like, this is this remote belongs to you send me a new one, send me a replacement. I'll send you this one back. And they're like, so then it's go through the whole thing. we got to elevate it. And finally I get somebody on the phone and he's like, yeah, no problem. We'll send you a remote. He's like, be there in two or three days. Well, that was like two weeks ago. And oh no, no fucking remote. He yesed you. Yeah. He's, he did all, you know, he went through the whole spiel. No problem. Let me take care of you. We got you. No remotes showing up to my house, DirecTV, AT&T. So I might just fucking call them and say, hey. You I'm want to cut cords. Yeah, That's, just come get all your is, shit. That is what would make them jump. Yeah. It's right? too fucking, can, exp- it's too expensive anyway. Like they couldn't get the price low enough to get me to keep it. And I'm hearing good things about this Hulu Live. It's like 40 bucks a month and you get all you need. Really? Yeah, that's what I've heard. I don't know. I haven't tried it yet. But then you still have to get your your, your Wi-Fi. Locals. Yeah, yeah, you got yeah, you got to get internet, and they're probably gonna this nah, new net neutrality thing. You're a local news guy. I don't. Need I know. I love. Well, I need the local news. I need the local news, and I need the Kings games. So that's got to be oh, figured right. Out. The local sports. Right. That's got to be figured out. Yeah. But that was just a quick aside. So this guy in Australia, he fucking he figures this out, and what do they do? Fucking fire him. He they can him. Um, and this guy, he lives in Perth. Oh, that's Kate's. Uh, that's Kate's town. Kalella also happened to be the captain of the Lakelands Golf Club outside of Perth. And the Telegraph reports he had left work to play golf at least 140 times over the last two years. I'm Ed, like commander in chief. Ed, that's like, I'm not real good at math. That's like every three days, like 140 yeah, he must be great times. At golf. He's playing a lot. He must be the fucking best golfer in Western Australia. Uh, that in itself is pretty ballsy, but K- Kalella, who is making a salary of $111,000 uh, Australian dollars a year, it's pretty good money. That's had, a pretty good game. Yeah, even had the gall to claim that he was unfairly dismissed by the company, which is now why the company, why, the, why it's in court. But that's a pretty slick move. Like, cover up the thing, bounce to the golf course, go play your golf. The smarter move, though, would be drive to a job. 
be like, oh, I got to go work on the Henderson account, get there, park the van, call an Uber. Uber, yeah. Hop in the Uber, bounce over to the golf course, play around. That's one of those things. Around a golf, that's a five-hour commitment. Like that's a long time to be on the course. I don't think. But you know, he's been doing this for years. Like, were they just like there was the guy in control room like pounding the desk because like right, he yes. can't get They're the like, signal we, on this one guy. Yeah. Why did it take him years? Yes, they'd be like, we got to check your truck because it's not working. Also, a hundred, like I figured they would catch him after the third, fourth, right. maybe fifth round of golf, maybe. Ten, maybe he maybe he sneaks in a dozen rounds over two years. 140 rounds. That's that's <laughs> He's a professional a week. golfer. Yes, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's it's a different world down there. I wonder, you know how like the um if you're if you're in Vegas, you're at the sports book and it's like there's nothing to bet on, it's late at night, you're drunk, there's nothing yep. but degenerates and hookers, and you look around and you're like Hey, there's fucking horse racing going on. And then you're like, wait, something wrong with that horse race. And it's because they're running the opposite way around yeah. the track. And it's and you're like, oh, it's Australian no, horse right. racing. Yeah. And then and then they say, oh, yeah, but also it's the southern hemisphere. So the, the toilet, when you flush the toilet, the water swishes the other way around, which I think right. is a which I think is a myth. But I think, think it's a myth because uh yeah, the Simpsons did the whole thing with that. Oh, but did? I remember when I went to Australia, I was like, I'm going to test this out. And then I didn't realize that I, I didn't pay attention to it like until which, the flight home. I was like, yeah. oh, wait a second. I forgot to check the one thing I wanted to do. But also, like, which way does the water swish here? Like, and it, does it go? I think it I'm goes not, clockwise, yeah. right? I'm not. I would say clockwise. I'm going to guess clockwise. I, I could be wrong. But so do you think, like, the golf there, do you think they play... Do you think they, they play the 18th hole first? They're like, okay, oh. let's get started. Let's go to 18. And then oh, they, I was and thinking then 17. maybe they start putting and then they finish <laughs> they by driving. Yes. They start <laughs> They start at the hole and yeah. then finish on the tee box. <laughs> you put it off and then yeah. chip it down the fairway. And drive it on top of the tee. See if yes. you can land it. Yeah, on the you got to land it on the tee. Interesting. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, I'm sorry that uh, Fancy Sauce wasn't here. She she might have some. She might know that guy. Sure, but, you know you, she might have grown up with them. You never know. Ed, this 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 is something you're not going to be happy about. There's, I know we're all on Netflix. Like, there's all everyone's like, there's so many shows on Netflix. You cannot possibly keep up with all the shows. There's also so many comedy specials like Netflix. Talk about cord cutting. That's the one thing you have to have in your house now. Netflix is a must for yeah. everyone to have. There's just too much good content there. Well, there's another site that's also killing it. Have you heard of Pure Flix, Ed? Pure Flix? No. Yeah. Well, you turn around, you, you realize it, you're missing something else. This is. Pure Flix is actually often described as the Christian Netflix. Oh, it sounds great. But but it's it's that's actually a misnomer because Pure Flix has been around longer than Netflix. What? Right. 
and they are fucking killing it, Ed. They they get 1.6 million unique visitors a month, which is more than Showtime. And they it's all wholesome Christian content. So like that's Kirk Cameron. He does all those movies about oh, um, yeah. about Rapture. how he's like the rapture takes all the bad people and he's just still kicking like, Hey, wait, is that how it works? No, the rapture, all the good people get raptured. Yeah. And all the, all the shitty. So just we probably asked this before, but does Kirk Cameron, since he believes in the rapture, the fact that he's still here, is he, does he think like maybe he's bad? No, there hasn't been a rapture yet, but when it happens, predicted one, it's, I'm sure it's imminent. It's always imminent in that way. It's like, Hey, no, but for a while there, there were specific dates. Yeah, I don't know if he was in the dates business, but he okay. definitely is in the movies of the. He has like not. Wait, wait, hold on. I'm, I'm gonna remember what they're called. Not let no left behind. He has these left behind movies where it's like, hey, I'm Kirk Cameron, and I'm fucking so goddamn holy, and I got a perm. And I'm just going to get raptured up. And the rest of you scumbags, non-believers, you're just going to be stuck here with all the fucking good Netflix movies and Beatles albums. Yeah, Julie McCullough. Yeah, I'm going to be up there doing my thing. Well, this this um, Pure Flix is killing it, Ed. Mm-hmm. It costs $11 a month. So I got to ask you, how much would they have to lower that price to get you to have that as your only form of entertainment in your house for one month of time? Oh, like what I would have to be paid? Well, they would have to lower the price from $11 to a lower number than $11 to get so you to subscribe. Do, so I would have to do without Netflix. You would have to do without you could only have pure flicks. That's the only thing you subscribe to. That's the only form of entertainment for the so month. So they, they have to, they, it would be like pure flicks plus $10,000 wired to your bank account. And well, then you're can like, I okay. watch like sports? Can no, I watch ESPN? No, no, only if it's on pure flicks. Just, you think ESPN's on pure flicks? I don't think so. I, I honestly <clears> think. I'd need 20 G's to do that one. This guy, this, wow, 20 grand. He drive a hard bargain. Uh, this guy who runs it is called David A.R. White. In what a tw- shock. He's white. In, in 2014, <laughs> in 2014, he made a movie called God's Not Dead. Oh. I thought the whole fucking premise of the thing was that God is dead. Yeah, I went to like CCD. Like I had to do all that bullshit. Right. And the one thing you have is Easter. He fucking died and he came back, but then he died. You go to any church in the world and there's pictures of Jesus being killed. Right. The stations of the cross. But no, hold on. Hold on. Then they, but they put him in a cave. They killed him. Then they put him in a cave. He died on the cross for you, Ed, by the way. Oh, he did? Yes, he died on the cross for you. And then, but then once he was dead, this, I think like the apostles or Mary Magdalene, who was his girlfriend or something, they like took him down 
and they're like, let's bury his ass in a cave. This is kind of sad. They put him in the cave, and then three days later, he came out. That's reasonable. Isn't that, isn't that how it goes? It is. It is. But then he, but then he died but then again. He's a, he's a spirit. Right. That's right. And he, but he's going to come back. Well, anyway, this guy says he's not dead. And even though mainstream critics hand his 2014 film, God's Not Dead, that we just talked about, mm-hmm. you would be shocked to know Christian viewers loved it. They propelled the movie to rank as the sixth most profitable film in cinema history. What? God's Not Dead? This is a fucking racket, Ed. Listen to the quote. Oh, 100, 150 million people go to church once a month, White explained. So obviously there's a hunger out there for positive, inspirational, you know, spiritual entertainment. I love that he's basically fucking telling you his business plan. And people are like, yep, <laughs> we're in. Sure. Hey. This this is a who's who. This uh, IMDb page. Oh, on, on God's Not Dead? Yeah. Is it a... I mean, it can't be any worse than Avatar, right? Well, that's that's not possible. There's nothing right. worse than Avatar. Right, exactly. Um, so, I don't know the star. The guy named Sheen Harper. Number two on no. the call list? He sounds like a twink porn star. Okay, well, number two. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I'll give you his character name. You can try to tell me what actor you think. Okay. Playing the role of Professor Radisson. Professor. Mm, sounds like an older guy, because I was going to say Kirk Cameron. Professor Radisson. Gives me an older vibe. I'm going to say Pat Boone. <laughs> uh, close. Close. Uh, the guy you're looking for is Kevin Sorbo. Oh, shut up. Hercules? Hercules is Professor Radisson. Shut up. I I feel like that's kind of a stretch for him. Was he like, hey, I'm your, I'm your professor. I'm here to talk about, I'm here to give your lecture about, um, about, uh, theology. But hold on. Let me me just take off my shirt first. And he's. (laughs) He's like all flexing. He's like all greased up and flexing and at the lectern. Yeah. Uh, uh, who else is in it? Third on the call sheet is David A.R. White playing oh, Reverend he's Dave. He's no, he, he gave him the role of, Div, of Reverend Dave. Reverend Dave. <laughs> Number four on the call list. Yeah. Playing the role of Mark Shelley. Handsome guy. Yes. Famous. Um, handsome, famous Christian dude. Big and I mean, he was most famous, I'm guessing mid nineties. Um handsome, famous Christian, mid nineties. Hold on. Um it's does he have three names? Nope. Uh okay, tell me. Wait, We're talking about not Superman, Mark, not Mark Paul Gosseler. Superman. Oh, oh, Christopher Reeve. Oh, Dean Kane. Dean Kane. Dean Kane. And I'll give Should've you one more. That. Fifth on the call list is 
one of those Duck Dynasty guys. Shut up. Willie Robertson? No. <laughs> this is the fifth highest grossing movie of all time? He plays Willie Robertson. And somebody named Corey Robinson. Oh, it's that guy's wife. She's next on the call list. Oh, like Mrs. Robertson? Yeah. So they got the, the Duck Dynasty couple. Oh, how are they able to book them? Yes, they I'm looking. Yeah, they're just a lot of generic. This is the sixth, sixth highest grossing movie of all time, huh? <laughs> this is insane. Uh. Uh, well, it's it's a racket, and hey, if that's your thing, I remember like in the early days of um when Netflix was still DVDs. Yes, remember when they had the genius idea? Who was in charge of that, by the way? Where they had the genius idea where they're like, "We do DVDs, but we're also going to do streaming, and the streaming's going to be a different name." And but then they didn't have well, yeah, that had a Twitter name altogether. Yeah, it was like some other dude's Twitter, like something with a Q. Anyway, I remember when they were just DVDs, there was like a Mormon version of Netflix where they would take regular Hollywood movies, but they would like edit out all the sex and violence and all the cool stuff, curse words and the drug use and stuff. And then they would just send you, then you could order those movies with none of that stuff on there. That's, uh, that, that seems like I, I would love to have that product. That seems great. Yeah, totally. Um, okay. Here's a here's a product I'd like to have. This is fucking kids these days, Ed. They're they have it so good, and they don't even know it. Like they don't know the opportunities that they have before them. We're like we're talking about our kids walking up to the door in front of us not realizing that that's not what they're supposed to do these kids they get to bone their teachers and what do they do they fucking tell on them yeah they won't shut their mouths yeah they just can't keep it to themselves when they got a good thing going well indiana something similar happened okay an indiana teacher she was having a bit of a slow morning So during her zero period or whatever, her time alone, her, you know, you know how they have like one part of the morning prep period. Yeah. Well, like one part of the day where they don't have to teach a class. Yeah. Or it might've been like the grade papers. Did you have have snack at your high school? Snack in high school? Yeah. Like in, like in, like, like you go to, hold on. You go to like first and second period and then between second and third period or between third and fourth period, but it wasn't lunch yet. There's just like an extra long passing period. So normally you got like six minutes to get between classes. I, I don't that, want you to take this the wrong way. Yeah. Did you go to like a, a special? No, hold on. I got, I'm going to tell you every school around where I grew up, you had that extra 18 minute period where you could just fuck off in the halls and just do whatever. And it's different schools called a different. What kind of school is this? Hold on. Just let me explain before you make fun of me. Okay. I know you're really trying to get in. So 
they there would be like an 18 minute passing period between a couple of classes so you could like re- get something to eat or whatever and reset and every school had it except at my school we didn't have that shit we had something called silent reading so you it's, you would have the normal amount of passing period you would have to go to your next class but before class started you'd have to sit there for 15 fucking minutes while every other school in the f- county in the world guys were trying to scam on girls and play hacky sack and sneaking off to smoke cigarettes i'm fucking sitting there reading catcher in the rye like a fucking dope (laughs) i don't know where the fuck you went to school that doesn't sound like how schools run you didn't have that shit you didn't have like a a, we had we had a break a break some people just called it break well we had free period like yeah you would have like one free period i think Really? Out of six or seven? Maybe it was like twice a week or okay. something. All right. Well, we're just, okay. We're getting off topic here. Samantha. Well, no, the, the, the bigger issue is that you didn't go to an act. Like, did you, did they have bells and stuff? Like, what? Yeah, they had fucking did you bells. Have, did, you, did you get letter grades? Yes. Or was it like, just like. <laughs> Pass fail? <laughs> effort grades. Like, Brian. <laughs> Brian's such a trooper. I'm re- <laughs> you should have seen him. He read half a chapter without moving his lips. Today. I'm real jealous. I'm real jealous of those people that went to the, those kind of colleges where they're like, where uh, like, took a pass fail. Yeah, they're like, how many people are in your comparative literature class? Uh, four, but um, like sometimes Megan doesn't show up, but it's okay. So there's three, and mostly most of the time we just have um class out in the in the grass with the professor. And when it's nice outside and also there's no tests and it's just like, you just give your opinions on the stuff you read and it's pass fail. And um, my college costs $240,000 a semester. Right. Well, that's the thing. Some of these better colleges, it's hard to get a B. Right. Like grade fixing. Yeah. Uh, Well, it's not like that in Indiana, which is like the, which is like the metropolitan Iowa. An an Indiana teacher filmed was filmed snorting what appeared to be cocaine inside her classroom. She told detectives when she was busted that she was sick and needed the drug. Samantha Cox, porn star name. She's uh, she needs to get in porn right away. She's already got the name. Was arrested last week at Lake Central High School in St. John. After students told the principal that the educator, it's not in quotes, it should be, educator was using drugs in her classroom. One student caught the alleged drug use on camera and then was promptly kicked in the nuts by every other student on the campus. Cox was charged on Monday with felony drug possession and misdemeanor drug paraphernalia. The 24-year-old English teacher, how's it even possible? Don't you have to have a master's degree to teach no. or a teaching credential? You're not a fucking doctor. I mean, I respect the hell out of teachers, but you can just go to regular. Getting the master's and all that stuff, that's so you that's get just pay extra. grade bumps. Yeah. No, that you, you, you qualify for a better pay when you when you have more degrees. How old are you when you graduate college? I guess you're like 22. Of, oh, I guess she's been out of college a couple of years. I mean, some of us were a little I don't know. Old. I mean. Some of us were a little <laughs> bit older than that, Ed. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, also, you probably were <laughs> – but that way, because you had these extra long breaks between everything. <laughs> no, I didn't. That's the point. I didn't get the breaks. Every other school got the breaks. 
Everybody's like marching through the ceremony and like, oh, poor Brian. He still thinks there's a reading period. Yeah, I'm reading right War now. and Peace. I'm, I'm in third period <laughs> math, algebra, reading War and Peace. Um, yeah, so this chick was like, she said she normally did her toots before school started, but she didn't have time. So she had to lock the door to her classroom and get a little, get a couple bumps in. Well, the kids, quote, must have randomly seen her through the window. Obviously, according to the video. It's pretty clear video. Did you see the video? Yeah, I see it. She's she, over in she's the corner. chopping. Yeah, bent over, snorting. No, but, but before yeah. the snorting, she's chopping. Like she's doing the whole ritual, like yeah. out in the open. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's great. It's awesome. Um, Ed, I don't like. What's next? Like it's you see your teacher doing blow like you use that to your advantage. You don't go call the cops. You, you immediately sign up for every class she offers. First and then of you all, use that to you're your getting advantage. an A. Right. I'm get, I, I want A's. Yes. You just say, "Hey, look. I know things. I'm getting yeah. an A." Yeah. Also, I would have killed to have some teachers on cocaine. Totally. I feel like most of my teachers in high school were so fucking boring. Like if yeah. you could have somebody talking about war and peace in like 12 minutes, that's <laughs> right? what, like, that's what you want. You don't, you don't, you don't want the, like, ah, oh God, I had some really terrible old, just really just, they made every subject boring because they were just really like, just no energy. Like if you had somebody doing some bumps of clown powder right before t- teaching, that's, that's uh, the dream. My Spanish teacher, Ed, Mr. Mr. Monzo, Mm -hmm. I I assume he's dead at this point, but he was like, he looked, do you know the comedian Joey Diaz? No. Well, Google Joey Diaz because he looked exactly like this guy. And he had this low voice and he spoke, he had a Spanish accent. Joey Diaz. And he looked just like Joey Diaz and he spoke, he was from Spain and he spoke so low and you would walk into his class and he would start talking and it was fucking impossible not to fall asleep. Hey, just, I mean, Mr. Hand was like the, the joke, but that's like half the teacher's. Yes, they're all like so fucking boring. Energy, yes, like they're high and like just exhausted. Good. They're over it. They're they want their they got tenure. tenure. They got yes. tenure twelve years ago, so they yes. have not made a new lesson plan. <laughs> if they're if they're trying a lesson plan, they're like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna talk about new Coke now." Like it's way <laughs> yes. outdated. Like yes, yes. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> Everything's way behind. Oh. Let's let's suppose Roger Staubach. Like, let's do a, a word problem, and it would be like all football players that are that have retired fifteen years earlier. Yeah, exactly. It's all they're all just sort of waiting for their moment. They're waiting till they can retire with full benefits. Jim Thorpe runs the end around for yeah. fourteen yards. Yeah, exactly. Everything's the textbooks are all old and shitty. Yeah. Okay. Give him the Coke. Okay, Ed. Joining us now, it's our very own. She was waylaid for a while. We were stretching it out. Yeah, I know. She was waylaid for a while. So we were were able to do multiple asides. 
till till she arrived. Thankfully, she made it. She is here. Of course, I am talking about Fancy Sauce, the pop culture correspondent. She joins us now. How are you today, Kate? I'm good. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'm a bit sore. This podcast is very much an inconvenience for you. We understand. <laughs> Um, well, she doesn't listen. She doesn't, she doesn't listen. She's eating. She's t- her mouth is full, and it not as is typical. She's, she's not she sounds, speaking towards the microphone. She sounds about eighteen feet away from a microphone. Yes, exactly. Uh, I'm trying not to chew. There we go. Okay, we have a couple email mm. to get to, so let's do those quickly. Yes. Email. Mm. Hey guys. Whenever I am on a date, my mind wanders and I have a difficult time paying attention to what the girl is saying. The (laughs) only thing I can think of is submerging my face deeply within her titties or ass. It is a major problem because she usually notices that my mind is elsewhere do you have any advice on how to keep focus while on dates? Thanks. That is from Frank in Denver. Uh, Ed Daly, do you have any advice for Frank in Denver on how to pay better attention while on dates? I, I'm guessing and hoping Frank in Denver is one of our younger listeners. Yeah. Well, he's going on dates. Look, yeah. I, I mean, well, I mean, you can go on dates in your fifties for that's that matter. True. But, but like, the whole key is like when when you're when you're younger and you're not paying attention, like it's a lot harder to get laid. It's true. Like, it really is true. I mean, treat it like you know, studying for the exam. Like you just you you have to pay attention, or you have to hire prostitutes like yeah you you get you you have to do something you what you need to do is you turn it into a game you get yourself to focus and you constantly have to be quizzing yourself so that keeps you involved in what she's saying and then you also you can also um make up different games where you do like you do an eight count look in the eyes and then a two count look at the titties. So one, one thousand, two, one thousand, oh three, one thousand, four, one thousand. The whole time you're looking in the eyes. Is five, this for eight, real thousand, right now? Furrow your brow just a bit. Seven Mississippi. Oh my God. Eight Mississippi. And then a glance down. One Mississippi. How did you guys get two one? Mississippi. And then look back up. Uh-huh. As you're saying. Um, Kate McManus, what is your advice? Frank in Denver, you are a person that has a lot to say. I am somebody that pays great attention when you and I are on dates, <laughs> which is how I was able to land you. Uh, what is your, um, what is your I don't know, advice Frank, to Frank? It, it's every, do, do you find everyone boring? Except yes, maybe, maybe your brain just works do too quickly. Do you think that you are very interesting? Oh, turn it back around. Yeah. Does he have a lot to say? Is he talking about the Broncos? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's something to think That's, about. Could be real boring too, huh? It's a give and take is what you're saying. I just think that there's a larger issue at play. It, what you're saying is it's called a conversation. Not all people are boring. 
That's right. Maybe you're cho- you're either choosing the wrong people. Yeah. Or you think everyone is boring and that's a character flaw. Also, the conversation, and it needs to be thought about this way, Frank. You're a guy that you want to put your face deeply within their, quote, titties or ass. And the conversation is what's going to get your face into those titties or ass. So you got you to gotta play the game. Like Get in there, talk, chat. You might find yourself enriched by the conversation. Yeah. But, I mean, you yes. need to ask yourself if all women bore you or just the ones that right. you are going on dates with. Right, maybe you need different with. women. Yeah. Okay. Could- or a different perception. I still think that there is a solid option to just hire prostitutes. Yeah, they don't talk. Don't have to. They don't talk. But it's and they don't stay. Yeah, but it's a whole thing like it's that's it's not the same. Like I could never have a prostitute because I'm not I don't I don't get off on just the sex part. Like I need the chick to want to have sex with me or else I'm not into it. Mm-hmm. So Frank's there's never been a like time me. There's never been a time where you that you didn't have to do a little bit of convincing. I mean, I'm sure those times, but it's I'm sure those times have happened. But I get I get in a grand in the grand scheme of emotional right. connection. I get right. that. But I'm saying sometimes you might have different desires. Yes. Let's cuddle. Let's do more than cuddle. I'm, kind of. Thing. I'm saying not everyone has to be like me. I'm just saying that that wouldn't work for me, but it might work for Frank and Denver. Here's another one. Quick question. Back in your single days, were you able to approach girls at the bar? If so, can you give me some advice on how to do it? That is from Chad in Tahoe. Beta male trying to be alpha. I like that we are dating gurus. The dating Yes. The game. Date, yes. Part two. Last time I was dating was the mid-90s. Yes. <laughs> that, Chad. I've been with Michelle since 96. Chad, first things first. Go to Amazon.com. Go type in the search bar these words. The game. <sighs> Neil Strauss. There's a book written on this subject that gives you exactly the blueprint that you need to to get chicks at the bar. I feel like you're giving bad advice. The first trick (laughs) is to not pay attention to the chicks at the bar. You go in like you fucking own the place and you start talking to the fat friend. Number one rule. Then when the cute chick gets jealous that you're talking to her fat friend and she says something, you say something rude to her. It's called nagging. I like this move. It works every time. I like this move. You send her over a drink. Oh no, never do that. Never do that. That does not. No. With some roofies in it. (laughs) Yes. Uh, There's a good black mirror episode with John Hamm. Oh, I don't think I, don't think I got that deep in Black Mirror. Go on. Oh, it's great. Yeah. It's I think it's their Christmas episode. And he plays like a guy who's uh, like coaching him to hit on chicks at a bar. And he's playing going from afar and he tells him who to approach and 
who to, you know, so what, what he should say, the right thing to say. It's a pretty, it's a pretty good scene, but that, that's, that's the game. But overall, I felt like once I was married or anything, it's not the, the desirability of being married. I think it's like when you stop giving a shit about the game. It's true. hundred percent. It's, 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 you know, the, the worst thing is that when you want it the most, you're pushing, you're pressing. Yeah. Like when you don't give a shit and you're just like saying bullshit statements and, you know, like you're, you're just like joking around and being, you know, showing the best of your personality because totally. you're not, you're not trying. That's that <laughs> the lesson is to never try. Don't just, try. just, just do your, be yourself try. and just talk. Mm-hmm. Like, but don't press. Like, that's they, that's the well, big problem. They don't can, press. They can smell desperation. Yes. It's, it does not it's smell good. It's like a great white when there's a little blood in the water, mm-hmm. except they go right. the opposite direction. If they sense any desperation on your part, they're immediately turned off. They're just not, they hate your vibe. If you come in and you're just cool and easy and relaxed and confident and just, and, you're not, and not tr- afraid to tell a joke, right. but not like, pressing on it you're joke. not trying to get laid you don't care if you talk to any girls mm-hmm. then they're gonna want to talk to I you i just want to add this be self-deprecating yes. if the situation calls for despite it despite what you yes. may think we know what you want girls Pussy. know Pussy. the dudes want to fuck them yeah that's right we are well aware oh so the less you try the further you're gonna get that's right these guys are right for once and a girl knows in the first Five minutes of meeting you, maybe even quicker. If you're annoying. If they're going to give you the butt. Mm-hmm. And Michelle was kind of cunty to me the first time. Right. But she knew. She knew. And you can only. Wow, I started fucking that roommate. Right. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. That's a sarging technique. You got her into the, you by going for the friend. The game. Neil Strauss. Check it out. Also, Chad. How's the sessioning in Tahoe right now? Uh, Fancy Sauce and I want to go come up and do some snowboarding. We're mm-hmm. talking about going to Mammoth. How's the snow in Tahoe? Yeah. Is it worth sessioning right now? I know Mammoth is good. They Be careful with getting with a friend, though, because some friends like have a thing about that. Are you that. chewing food? No. Some friends have... Yes. Oh, yeah. If you bang the friend, then some friends You won't, might be off limits. You won't. Yeah. It's like a... You have to... Girl f- code. Yeah. You got to find a new group of friends. Uh, okay. Here's another one. This is a can conundrum. For those of you that don't know the game, this is like Daily's Choice, except it's boobs. Fancy decides to decides a trip to London is in order. Hmm. While shopping for blouses, one of my all-time favorite words, blouses, in the garment it's, a fun it's word. great. In the garment district for her husband. Oh, he's making fun of me. I totally ruined his joke. While shopping for blouses in the garment district for her husband, some something in a nearby bridal boutique catches her eye. Glancing through the window, she sees newly engaged Meghan Markle and the Duchess of Cambridge, Kate Middleton, acting a bit cheeky with each other. Unaware of who is watching, the future sister-in-laws are freely trying on multiple gowns and dresses carelessly tossing aside garments and helping each other try on the next one while tipping back multiple glasses of celebratory champagne in the private dressing room. 
Fancy knows she only has a sliver of time before the paparazzi catch wind and ruin this royal romp. So she has to make a decision. Which former commoners will Fancy pick? Fancy, you've got, you can only look at this. This is, of course, from Pete Shalitsky, the originator (laughs) of Can Conundrum. Um. And well, this one is a no-brainer for me. Oh, yeah, is it? Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle. For sure. Yeah, she's got I'm a lot going on. I'm not interested in the asexual ca- Duchess I, of Cambridge. Meghan Markle is super hot, super attractive. Mm-hmm. And I saw a thing this weekend where it's she's she's rocked the British uh, royalty society by going bare-legged. Apparently, this Kate Middleton... Stockings. Always wear stockings, which is a massive, massive turnoff. But she's also been photographed in a bathing suit. She's not wearing stockings with like. Right. But those are like pop- paparazzi pictures when she's on vacation. I'm talking about like when she shows up at uh, events at the. Uh, oh, like a formal function. Windsor mm-hmm. Castle yeah. or wherever they or hang polo out. Megan is doing Megan. Big, big and I'm into it. Yeah. I'm very into the Shh. Harry and Megan, my favorite Megan's, royal coupling. Megan's fine as I can well. remember. Well, so great. I'm a fan of both. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But but here's here's the problem with I mean I think I think Kate can be really hot yeah but the problem consistent. is no but it, it's that she's she's all roiled up she wears like you know yeah. some pretty crummy Too looking proper. uncomfortable looking clothes like right now the other one hasn't been skunked by right. the royal family garb yet I don't think this Meghan Markle who's from LA is going to be rocking any Ann Taylor pantsuits anytime soon I feel like she's going to she, she's going to be doing her own style yeah. and that's like the new royal family which is awesome okay Kate what yes. is going on in the world of pop culture Ed and I have been talking for hours so let's just like snap through this you and we can be all done okay love a talk yeah what is going on in the world of pop culture is there any uh Oh, I bought you that ring that you're wearing. I mean, I bought you all the rings that you're wearing. What's going on in Fancy Pop? You don't have that cued. Let me tell you. So now we're waiting. Jeremy Meeks. Do you know who that is? Hot Felon? Yeah, of course I know who Jeremy Meeks is, Hot Felon. <laughs> Everyone knows You know he has an estranged yes. wife. Yes. Called Melissa Meeks. Yeah, he dumped her. Who he dumped. Yes. Was let me, she... Hold on, let me, just for our listening audience who might need an ex- explanation. Yeah. Hot Felon, there's this guy who is like a quasi-gangbanger in Stockton, which is a fucking... Yeah, has a scary record. Right, which is a hellhole in north-central California. It's a place that you never want to go. And this guy gets arrested, and he takes a mugshot, and they're like, his mugshot somehow goes viral because he's, he's good-looking. He's got... He's, he's really good-looking. He's one, Beautiful he's eyes. He's black guys with blue eyes, which is like... like uh. Who was the guy? Chad and Tahoe. He's a bit of a unicorn. Chad and Tahoe. You, if you were a black guy with blue eyes, you would not. Your desperation wouldn't matter when you walked into a bar. You'd be getting. Yeah, laid. you wouldn't have any desperation. You, know, you need no lines. Yeah, you yeah. would. You'd have to be pushing them, knocking them away. So anyway, this guy gets arrested for like a gun charge or something. He's got to go and do a year of time. But while he's doing that time, he's got agents lining up to give him modeling contracts. He comes out, and now he's a he's hot felon. He's a he's a famous model because that's the world we live in. What's going on with hot felon Kate? Okay, his estranged wife Melissa's put him and his attorney on blast for slut shaming her. Yeah, and going MIA on his son. Not cool. We're anti and otherwise. We're anti slut shaming. Yeah. Um. So she says he left her to pursue his modeling career. She's left caring for their son. 
and she wants money from him. HF Jr. She says she's going broke paying the bills. She's throwing shade on his lawyer for attempting to slut shame her. Yeah. Melissa uh, says Jeremy and his lawyer criticized her for talking about her private parts on a reality TV show. Oh, she she's trying to get a deal. Jeremy is a hypocrite saying he sluts, struts around on a catwalk in his underwear and that's okay for our son to see, but my attempts to help shape my public image are wrong. I would not even have a public image if it were not for Jeremy's tabloid adventures. Weird that a guy called Hot Felon would not be doing his part to take care of his children. It's weird. Like, I just, I'm a little shocked by that. In the 130 days since they separated, he's only had their son for 30 of those days. This is not the hot felon that I know. Well, that's not too bad. That's a, that's a third of the time. Wait, that's a quarter of the time. He's I had don't the kid. think a quarter of the time cuts it. Well, it's more than a lot of dads. Yeah, but I mean, she's it's not as much as that's not as much that as this he's dad. not pulling his way. Right. I get it. And he's not paying, he's probably well, paying that's his child support as well. Yeah. Okay, what else is going uh, on, Moving Kate? on, um, singer Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park. This is a tough one because this it's a tragedy that this guy lost his life. But mm-hmm. I have to be honest, I hated his music so much. It's really, it was, really I was gotta terrible agree with you, music. It was bad, it was really oh, bad music. God, and I'll talk- uh, Lincoln Park, Lincoln the Park? singer of Lincoln Park, Ed? Chester Oh, Bennington. yeah, 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 yeah. He died. Uh, yeah. He's, he died like a month ago or something. Yeah. And there were so many glowing tributes that I, I kept checking like three or four times. Like, well, maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. No, and a, I kept like yeah. Googling. And I was like, no, no, that's that's Lincoln Park. Now that he's dead, do you think that he is will be the last white guy in modern history to be called Chester? Do you think we'll have another white Chester anytime soon? Mm. I don't think so. Don't what's going What's going on with Chester? An autopsy Chester report reveals that late Lincoln Park singer Chester Bennington did in fact have alcohol in his system when he hanged himself. Mm. He was known to battle Not the bottle. Not a lot of alcohol, but he was... Um, he had been in a outpatient treatment program before his death. Awful. So it seems like he might have fallen off the wagon, mm. um, which happens. Terrible news. He did not have any drugs in his system, um, prescription or otherwise. I, yeah. I thought I just saw they did find some drug. Um, not according to TMZ. I, just alcohol. And page six, we're going to get only yeah. I, I mean, like, just a second. But, but the problem with, like, mixing found. some of these is if you drink... Right, and then uh, what? What is the if opiates will trick your body into not thinking it needs to breathe? Oh, really? It if, says here, yeah, something like if you pass out from drinking and you're also on opiates, like your body doesn't tell itself to breathe at the same time. It's it's that's why a lot of these people are dying because they also have booze. I think the um the belt or necktie he had around his neck probably told him not to breathe. Maybe he was just listening to his greatest hits. Could be. Oh, so mm. awful. So awful. Uh, okay, Kate, what else is going on in the world of pop I culture? I was just trying to say that a prescription bottle was found on his nightstand. However, it was but concluded not. that he had no drugs in his system at the time no, of his death. No drugs. Poor guy. That's Danny Mars Masterson. Terrible. Oh, Scientologist. Yes. I thought I did a very funny Lifelong joke. Lifelong Scientologist. I, I On Twitter today, I, on Slate said he'd been written off his new show. And I said, <laughs> has was he written off or, di- or did Netflix disconnect? And it, liter- oh. it literally collected 
zero likes. Really? No, no oh, one. Knows. That was a good one. No, I didn't know that, that. If I saw it on Twitter, I I just don't go yeah, on Twitter. Me either. So he has been fired from, written off his show, and Netflix has disconnected. I didn't know he was on a show. He's on a show called The Ranch. Um, I did not know that he stands accused of raping four women in the early 2000s of yeah, rape. Yeah. Four separate women. Yes. Um, the LAPD is going to continue to investigate these claims, but um, no charges were ever brought against him. So, right. we, you know, but we're in a climate at the moment where you're not innocent until proven guilty. Now, if you have sexual allegations levied against you, um, chances are that, you know, businesses are going to cut ties with you. Immediately. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Which is kind of scary. It's a backlash to it's kind of um, scary to allegations of sexual misconduct and yes. at not being taken seriously or considered at all. So this right. is now the pendulum swung hard the other way. We it'll hopefully balance. Let's out. just root for the truth yeah, in the all truth of these situations. For sure. So um yeah. So sorry, Danny, about your show. More sorry about your cult that you are <laughs> right. in. Well, he'll um, do some e-metering. I'm sure they have they have the auditing that they've done of him will have the answers. Um, uh, there's Matt uh, Matt Lauer has left a big hole um, in uh, morning talk show. Oh TV. yeah, he's gone. NBC um, has a crisis on its hands. Apparently, Matt Lauer's intense, long-running jealousy over potential rivals has left the network yeah. with zero male contenders Any, for his, uh, to take his place. Anybody that would, they would hire Anyone or start grooming, yes. he would get fired. Uh-huh. He would have them fired. Yeah. Wow. I thought that Josh Elliott was the heir apparent for a while, and now he's been fired from every morning show for some reason. Mm-hmm. He had his sights set on Billy Bush before yeah. he ruined his own that, career with the, uh, Access Hollywood, that, that, Donald Trump, Billy Bush is like tapes. five three. Like, how could you be threatened? Yeah, he's a little leprechaun. Um, so they don't know what they're gonna do. Hoda, um, will continue to fill in for Lauer wow. in the short term. Wow. And Megyn Kelly Wait. had the worst numbers of any November. She's not popular. Um, so she's not a viable no, contender no. either. Um, ironically, CBS is having the same problem filling Charlie Rose's. Yeah. Seat over there. I'm available. I'm a podcaster. It is funny if you think about, I mean, Billy Bush sucked, but it's funny to think he got fired because he listened to the future president talk about. Well, he yucked it up at all. He got fired for listening. He he was laughing it up at those comments. He was laughing, but he's he's one of these guys with no interview skills. He's just like a. He's not a vapid. I mean, he was awful. I'm not sad to see him go. Yeah. Um, But it's just, I mean, who gives a shit about that guy? But at the same time, that's a pretty raw deal. His career's over because he listened to the guy who's president. It's true. Say something. He, yeah. Yep. Uh, what sure. else, Kate? And uh, he got fired. And the other guy in the tape, he's now the president of oh, the United right. States. The guy that said the stuff. Right. Locker room talk. What is even going on? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't say it anymore. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. No, that's a good one. That was, that's a, was fake. Bill, Billy one. Bush has confirmed that, yes, in fact, that's a good he one. Did and say someone it. else is writing his tweets where he's incriminating yeah. himself. Yep. Um, Lindsay Lohan keeps popping up in the Instagram of billionaire Korean bodybuilder Jay Young Ha, oh, who goes by the nickname Korean Hulk. Oh, I this would guy's recommend awesome. that you guys, anyone listening, Korean anyone yeah. listening, please Google this guy. 
He looks like one of these guys that because it is hilarious. He's like shooting his muscles up with like oil. Like he's like it's only like his big arms and upper yes. body. Like the oh, rest of this guy is great looking. Yes. So weird. The Korean Hulk. The, the bottom half looks kind of normal. Yes, he doesn't do leg what day. Yes, he's the best. Um, and this is my favorite guy in the history of ever. He's pretty awesome, Korean Hulk. I'll put I'll put a link on our Facebook page. And um, and she's like four inches taller than him. The, it's great. The weightlifting website Lifton, L A F T. Claimed yes. that um, they were dating, but this is sadly not true. She noticed they're just good friends. Notice that Lindsay the only that keeps good, the company of billionaires. The these fact days. that they're good friends is just—it's he must, he so must they must really connect. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. I mean, where would she, you run into this guy? She connects with his billions of dollars, like the Arab guy before right. and the Turkish no, guy before. Her, she's an ex-fiance. Is that Russian that guy? Russian guy may yeah. or may not have um, well, slapped nice. her around I mean, a bit. Only Igor. billionaires. I like that a famous guy is willing to take out a 68-year-old lady every once in a while. <laughs> take like, him for the team. It's nice of him. Sweet. How fucking old is this guy? She's, she's still Holy only like, shit. She's this, still only this like picture, 32. This picture, she really, she looks like uh, Mona from Who's the yeah, Boss. That's great. Mona from Who's the Boss. She was a real sex pot. She just loved to fuck. <laughs> she was... But it was weird because she's bragging about sex in front of her grandson. And she was old as shit. And you could never imagine anybody wanting to have sex with her. It was just a weird storyline. It's a line. weird show. A yeah. lot, lot going on there. happening there. Mm-hmm. But Alyssa Milano, what is yes. up? Uh, okay, yeah. Kate, anything else? Nope. Oh, that's, thank God. That's all I got. Okay, excellent job. Thank you very much for joining us in spirit and in person. Mm-hmm. Um, Ed Daly, great job as always. Good job, us. Thank you to the millions and millions, many, many listeners of the show. Did you thank me already? Yes, I thanked you once. I will thank you again. Um, So for Kate McManus, Mm -hmm, for Ed Daly, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been episode 198 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We... We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody.